All right. Yo. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, welcome to a Risk Maybe Do It. I'm your host, Andreas Georges. This is the Red Bull Podcast. We spend time on this podcast talking to top performers. We understand the uh, difficult journeys it sometimes they took to get to the top, the, the decisions, the pivot points they made. Every other week, we have a preview podcast. This is that week. Uh, we're previewing our guest of next week, who is a successful venture capitalist. Um, so let's turn our attention north to Silicon Valley, a place most of us know as the playground of the tech and famous that sparked our revolution of convenience by giving us apps that help us book apartments, book us cars for cheaper, and order food in between hitting the pause button on Netflix. Probably also doing other stuff. You can order food, doing a lot of other things, I imagine. I'm not going to go into that. get inappropriate. Uh, the Bay Area has given us all of this and has become a major driver of both the national and the global economy, but it's also grappled with a problem that's become increasingly public over the last couple of months. To wit, there aren't enough women or minorities represented in its executive ranks. It's a stain that not only tarnishes the you know, altruistic, feel-good, change-the-world mantras they love to proclaim – but means there is also a fundamental disconnect to some potentially lucrative markets. Enter next week's guest. Arlen Hamilton's current career began in the third grade when she bought candy from wholesalers like Costco and resold them to her classmates at cost, undercutting the competition from 7-Eleven. Two years ago, after a trying journey that included a period where she didn't know where she would sleep on any given night, she started Backstage Capital. The venture fund's guiding philosophy is to invest in the underinvested, startups founded by women, by people of color, and by members of the LGBTQT community. With a fund of $5 million, they've invested in 53 companies, and she has a goal of 100 by 2020. They're, they're limited partners. They have a lot of support in the Valley, just in case you were wondering uh, whether this is just kind of a boutique project or not. But their partners include the, the CEO of messaging company Slack, uh, Mark Andreessen, um, maybe you've heard of the mega venture capital fund Andreessen Horowitz, um, has invo- invested in both of Hamilton's funds. So, so how big a problem is she tackling up there? Well, or nationally? Well, according to the industry trend watcher Crunchbase, the percentage of female founders of VC-backed companies has absolutely plateaued at 17% since 2012. It's five years, it hasn't moved basically an inch, just margin of error like half a point up, half a point back down. And then you look at, you know, the amount of VC funding that goes to African-American-led companies and startups, it's less than 2%. Um, the numbers are dire, in other words. And, and so the playing field is, is set for someone like Arlen to come in. Key to her message is that it's, it's not getting, you know, big-time, big-pocketed Silicon Valley types or, or, or other big, big money dudes to invest – um, in these companies out of social obligation or, or pity. She wants them to invest because they'll make a lot of money. And that's exactly what she wrote in a blog post in, on Medium in 2015. Uh, she titled it, Dear White Venture Capitalists, if you're reading this, it's almost too late. Your goal is to make money as a VC, she wrote. Therefore, if you haven't hired a team of people who are of color, female, and or LGBT to actively turn over every stone, to scope out every nook and cranny, to pop out of every bush, to find every qualified, underrepresented founder in this country, you're going to miss out on a lot 
of money when the rest of the investment world gets it. The post went viral, and a few months thereafter, Arlen got her first check. She treated herself with a sushi at the food court she'd been using as an office for months. I think she also got a Diet Coke. Well, treat yourself. We spend a lot of next week's conversation with Arlen talking about what led up to that moment, the risks she took in abandoning a successful career in the music industry for something she knew nothing about, a field that was complex, that was dominated by, you know, people who graduated from Stanford, from MIT, who had fancy degrees, uh, and, and where it was a real men's club, a boys' club. She also talks about how she kept her focus on the bigger picture while homeless. It's, it's really an incredibly powerful story. It's inspirational stuff, which is, by the way, the grander purpose of Backstage Capital and, and really all of her endeavors. She wants to inspire younger generations. I mean, we hear a lot about how uncertain and, and risk-averse teenagers are nowadays. And, and growing up in a time of economic uncertainty will do that to you. At the same time, studies show that 80% of kids answer the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? With entrepreneur. Arlen wants to be that role model for them. So I have nieces and nephews. And right now, they love uh, Rihanna and Selena Gomez and... Um, Sports people, sportsing, I don't know these names, sportsers, mm -hmm. people, <laughs> mm -hmm. they love them. That's great. They want, they aspire to be like them. That is wonderful. I also think that there should be the option of them aspiring to be um, the CEO of a company that employs 10,000 people, the uh, person who discovers a cure for something, the person who uses technology to unlock uh, financial potential for uh, untapped regions. I, I want them to have that possibility in their minds. And the way you do that is by letting them see themselves. All right. See you next time with Arlen Hamilton. <laughs>